You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. Let's give God some praise for that. Hey, we have great leadership in this house. I know these guys, they're, they're completely sold out to God. They're sold out to seeing people come to know God, and they're absolutely sold out to you. So I want us to get behind them. Let's not just believe with them, but let's act with them, because the body of Christ is not a body that sits back and watches. We're a body that gets in there, and I know that nothing makes a leader more joyful than to have someone come along and say, hey, what can I do? to help build into what you see. So that's awesome. Hey, I'm, I'm glad that you're here today. I'm glad that I'm here today. I do have to share a funny story with you that last week, Pastor Keith shared about his nightmare, which was not a funny story. I had a nightmare this week. It was on Friday night, or maybe the early hours of Saturday morning, and I had completely forgotten to come and preach. So I, for some reason, had gone to the Northwest campus before church, and then I just went home. <laughs> and I didn't realize this until the night time, and I'm trying to wake Simon up, and he's just no help whatsoever. He just didn't care. And I'm trying to think, how, why did no one call me? And who preached? And what am I going to tell Pastor Keith on Tuesday when I rock up to work? And then, you know, that feeling when you're waking up, and you're having this beautiful realization that it was a dream, And it's only early Saturday morning, and I still have 24 hours to get to church. So hallelujah, I'm here. I've got a word for you from God, and um, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it, hey church. So we are speaking today from Acts 2, so grab your Bibles out, turn there, Acts 2. We're going to be starting from verse 41. And you know, while you're turning in there, um, as we're reading this scripture today, I don't want you to read it and look at details and analyze it. I want us to read it and see the picture. This scripture shows us an inspirational picture of the church. And you know, it comes out of incredibly dramatic circumstances. So what has led up to this point is, you know, we've seen Jesus walking with the apostles and then he's been crucified, he's risen from the dead, he's ascended up to heaven, the apostles have waited And how now the outpouring of the Holy Spirit has come and Peter gets up and he preaches boldly to the crowds around him. And and that's where we pick up in in this story. So we're going to read Acts 2 verses 41. So it says that those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold their property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved." When we just read that and just take a moment to put yourself in that picture, imagine that you are there, 
3,000 people have just heard the word of God and made a decision to follow him. And now we have the apostles and believers begin to outwork this great commission that God spoke to them about, to go and make disciples. And we have this picture of the gathered church together. It's starting, you know, and they taught the word of God. They were meeting together for encouragement and accountability. It says that they they were taking communion together. I mean, imagine it from their perspective. They have just witnessed Jesus dying and raising again, and they're coming together and they're remembering that fact, that he's forgiven their sins and that there's now this power within them. They've seen this outpouring of the Holy Spirit. They're um, recognizing that they are a heaven and an earth people. Imagine their prayer. They are praying your will be done because they've just seen a heaven and earth interaction. Like put yourself in the picture. It's an exciting time to be alive and to be a part of this gathered people. And you know, Jesus spoke to the apostles that he would build his church. In Matthew 16, 18, he said, I'll build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. And this is the beginning. This is the beginning of vision. And the beginning of vision is exciting. There's great anticipation when you've seen something and you start to begin the outworking of that vision. And, you know, I was praying. I've really wrestled with this sermon for a few weeks. And I was praying, God, what do you want to say to us through this picture of the Acts Church today? And I just had this phrase keep rolling around in my head. That was, vision is a journey. Vision is a journey. And, you know, the other night, or a couple of nights, weeks ago, I spoke at a women's gathering that we had, which was awesome. And, you know, I spoke about my testimony of the calling journey and becoming a pastor. And, you know, if you walked in here today and you saw me and you go, oh, she's a pastor. Look, she knows her calling. Isn't that wonderful? And you might be sitting there and saying, oh, I don't know what my calling is and God hasn't shown me that. And you look up at me and you see this shiny picture. But what you don't always see is the journey that came before the actual fulfillment of vision. And that's what I felt that God wanted to speak with us about. When we're looking at growth, He's wanting to show us about growth in this journey of vision. Now, as you continue to read through Acts, you see step by step how God outworked his grand vision for church through the different seasons that that church walked through. And can you imagine what would have happened if the leaders and the apostles at Jerusalem had just bunkered down? They said, hey, this is great. We've got 3,000 members. There's actually new people coming in daily. Um, We're seeing signs and wonders. This is what church is. In this one city, this gathered people, this is church. If they had stopped at that beginning, exciting part of what they saw was vision, then we wouldn't actually exist here today. It's actually the journey and the outworking of vision that they chose to commit to and go on that enabled them to grow so much bigger than the little small portion of vision that they were seeing at that point. And whilst that small bit was so exciting, it was only just the beginning of what God actually had in store for them. You know, in Acts 6, we know the story. That's where um, they appoint the the leaders of the church to, um, I guess, go and help the widows because we see at that point growth was causing the leadership at that point not to cope. They, They couldn't manage the number of people that were there and the needs that they had. So suddenly 
there's this redefinition of what leadership in the church looks like and who leaders are in the church. And then if we keep going down, we see that Cornelius and his family get saved and there's this church at Antioch and suddenly the redefinition of who the church was for, that the church actually extends out to incorporate the Gentiles. Again, another season of vision brought about something new that the people in the church were seeing and because they were listening And because they were walking with God, they saw that and the church expanded and growth happened. You know, and and I know that and I'm very thankful for Pastor Keith and Janet because they stay attentive to what the Spirit is saying. And they're not content just to bunker down when something looks good and go, hey, this is it. Let's just stick here. We've got a good legacy that we've built. This is going to be a great time of ministry and we're going to stay here. All the way along their journey, when they have heard the Spirit say, now go and do this, even though it probably means a bit of pain, a bit of stretching, a whole lot of growth, they do it. They're attentive to the Spirit and because of that, victory has moved along in the fulfillment of the vision that God has. We throw out there, we are a life-giving church empowered by the Spirit to influence this city and beyond for the kingdom of God. I get the pastor tick this week. (laughs) And that's a big, grand vision, church. That's a great, grand, grand, grand vision. And we are that. But every season of vision that we go, we we are becoming refined, we are becoming to understand more of what that is, and we are growing into the people that are fulfilling that vision, because that vision is us. It's speaking about us, it's speaking about a people, not a structure or an organisation, a people. So we are becoming that fulfilment of vision, amen? I think this is an exciting thing. And you know, our lives are like that. God has a grand vision for each of you individually. Individually, he says, we heard this about a month ago when we spoke from 2 Corinthians, he says he is transforming you into the image of Christ and that his glory is going to be in and through you. That is a very grand vision. And we know that when we are saved, it doesn't all just happen at once. There is a process of growth and there is a journey of vision that we walk through And each step and season, sometimes God just puts his finger on something. It's a season for you in your life. It might be, hey, you're going to move from unforgiveness to grace. And after you walk through that season, you are a person of grace. Or it might be you're walking from a place of insecurity to a security. And when you walk through that season, you become a person of security. And all throughout your life, he is taking us on this journey. And sometimes I agree, it would just be so much easier. Go, God, can you just drop it on me at once? Can't I just be transformed so that I can look like Jesus? Imagine what my influence would be. It would be so much better. But, you know, I, I was thinking, how many sto- have you heard of stories of like lottery winners who suddenly get millions and millions of dollars? And the sad statistics is that when they look at these people's lives five years down the track, their lives are often worse off than they were before they won the lottery. And the reason being is they didn't have the capacity to steward the finance that was suddenly dropped on them. Well, it's the same with leaders that you see that fall because they don't have the character that's required to sustain 
the leadership influence that was given to them. You know, throughout the Bible, we see God put great value on the preparation, on the testings, on the journey of vision to actually bring out not only fruit in us, but fruit that will actually last. That's what creates transformation in us. You know, so this happens in our own lives. And whilst the journey isn't always perfect, as long as we're listening to God and we're moving in the direction that the Spirit is taking us, then we know that we are fulfilling vision. And so that's, that's I really felt that God said today, and you'll have to listen to this because it's a little bit of a mouthful, but it's not only important to see the vision, but to see as you're walking the journey of vision. So it's not only important to see the big vision, but you actually have to see vision as you're walking the journey of vision. And what I mean by that is if, uh, the, I guess the definition of vision, kingdom vision, is to be able to see into the spiritual realm. So it's being able to see what God sees. But did you know that vision is also a lens through which we actually interpret what is happening right now? And when we use vision as the lens through which we interpret everything that is happening around us, then we're actually able to perceive what God is doing in the small things. And the small things become so powerful when we actually see them in the context of what God's doing in the overall vision. You know, it is um, what we see through the Acts Church is that for them, their vision never changed. Their vision was to establish this church that God had spoken about, to go and to make disciples throughout all the earth. But as you read through all of Acts and as you read through Paul's letters and as you read about the journey of the church, what we see is that God continually sharpened the focus in their lens that they saw through in how they were outworking it. They didn't ever deviate from the big vision, but they were constantly refined. They constantly had God showing, hey, now this, see this. And then they would move to the next thing. And constantly this journey of vision actually brought them to the fulfillment of what it was that he saw. Church, over the life of victory, we have seen seasons of vision. And we have seen seasons that God has walked us through to become the people that we are today. You know, we hear, it wasn't when I was here, but I hear Pastor Keith speak about this season of freedom when the church discovered freedom and what that means and to be actually walking free in Christ. And then there was a season of calling, like a stepping up into leadership, knowing who you are, stepping out in that calling. Um, and then there was this season of having our minds stretched to see that the harvest, we need to stretch out our tents. This is where the multiple sites thing started, that it's not about one place, but that we are actually called to be out in many sites across our city and beyond. And then recently we've walked through this season of identity, of sonship, of who we are in Christ. And you know, every one of those vision, every previous season of vision is our foundation for the next. And that's exciting because when you look through vision as that lens and when you can see that every season that we've walked through is actually setting us up for the next season, then we can celebrate what God is doing and it keeps us with that same anticipation and excitement that's there at the beginning of vision 
as we're walking the journey. If we can't see it, then we begin to become weary. And we begin to lose hope because we look and we go, ah, oh, are, we, are we any closer to the grand thing that we see at the end? And sometimes it might feel like we're not any closer. But if you look back over the journey of vision and if you can recognize the great things that God has done in each of those seasons and you see that they are just building one on top of another and another, what they're doing is they're creating this exponential growth in us. Because when you build on strong foundations, the thing that you build next has greater strength and it's going to have more ability to produce more fruit than the season that we've walked through previously. You know, it enables us to action the growth that we now see. If we hadn't walked those previous seasons of vision, then we would not be able to see the fulfillment of what you've just heard those leaders speak about. You know, I'm very thankful for those seasons of vision that have come before me, and I'm really excited about what's going to happen in this season in terms of growth. And I'm going to share with you in a little bit of some of the things that we see as a leadership as really important in being intentional about the maturity of us as disciple makers and also about seeing new growth come in. And, you know, but to do that, to produce um, these wineskins that we're wanting to make, I'm really thankful for the pathways and the groups and the systems and the structures and everything that has come before us. And when I was looking into, okay, God, what is the thing that you're wanting us to do now? What is the new wineskin for the new wine that you have poured out? I went back and I looked at what had come before and I saw the things that God had done in and through them and he showed me the fruit that had come from those things. You know, I am a product of a previous pathway. I remember very clearly um, Janet Sykes's pathway and being discipled in that model. And I am here today because of the things that happened in that season. And now I am able to build on something for the next season. And I'm also not silly. There are people that are going to come after me. I'm not the end. There are people that are going to come and build upon what I release and help to create now to actually set us up for the seasons that will come in the future. And I think about the many, many leaders here that walked through the Victory College of Ministries. The many that are here in this church today and also the many that have been released to churches and cities and beyond. You know, and we think about them and they are the fruit church of the seeds that was, were put here. They're the fruit of seasons that have come and we should look and we should celebrate that. I think of every time I see the amazing things that Adam and Kira are doing in America, the amazing things that Ryan and Erica are doing. We look at these people, they are the fruit of discipleship in this house, of growth in this house and now their influence and their people a fruit of us. I think that's amazing. We should celebrate that, church. This is a good thing. You know, and as I enter this season of outworking a pathway and of investing into what we see in our group systems, I just know that I'm building on a really rich heritage. And what I heard God say is now, because of what's come before in this journey of vision, 
go and make disciples based on this rich foundation of people who walk in freedom, who know their calling, who see the harvest and are secure in their identity. Because those are the disciple makers that I need for the harvest that I am going to pour out in victory. That is what God says to you, church. Well done for walking through the seasons of vision that have come before, because now these are the type, you know the type of disciple makers. These are the type that God needs to actually capture the harvest that is coming into victory. Amen? So victory emerging for us brought out the heart of really what it means to be a disciple of Christ. So now, and this is where you can get a bit excited. You can wake up a little bit. I know it's cold, but now it is time for us to see exponential growth. And I'm going to keep using that because it's exponential growth. I think sometimes we get in this mindset of there's just a few, added just a few. But I want to see, like the Acts Church demonstrates to us, absolutely exponential, supernatural, we can't do this in our own strength, growth. And I believe that is what God is starting to speak into us as a church. I want to see exponential growth through being intentional about the maturity of us as disciple makers, but also growth of new people coming to Christ. We need to see new people coming to Christ. That is who we are. That is what we exist for. And as we grow as mature disciple makers, disciple makers can't do anything but go and make disciples. That's what they are. So when we grow and when we become mature disciple makers and see the harvest, we are bringing in people and we are seeing new growth in our house. It is absolutely time for quantity and quality of growth. And I kind of feel like in the church world, sometimes we think they're two polar opposites. You're either a church that goes for quantity or you're a church that goes for quantity. And I don't believe that's true. Because in the kingdom of God, we are a church that believes in quality of growth and quantity of growth being one and the same. That is the Great Commission, to go out and make disciples who will then come in and make disciples who will come in and make disciples. There is this just rolling over and over again, and that is who we are, Victory. And that is what we see in this next season. You know, we have new purpose for our groups over the season of victory, we have had many different types of groups. And I look at families in this house, and I think because you have been invested in going to groups, you have led groups, there is this growth that has happened in you as a family, and we are thankful for that. And we see a new season with new purpose for our groups to equip you, to release you, to be in authentic relationship with one another, and to reach out to that community around you. We see specific growth, like focus groups to, to target areas of development that you want to see in your life. There's marriage, there's parenting, there's moving in the spirit, there's finances, there's health, there's wisdom, there's essentials, there's freedom, you name it. And we want to see those things happen. And I believe part of that is equipping and releasing you to actually invest into those groups because God has put things on your heart and he has grown you as disciples and he has put testimonies in you that will help others to go through breakthrough in the very areas that you now walk in an incredible testimony and freedom and favour in. Amen? You know, we, uh, we see a pathway 
that is not a pathway made by human hands. And I love the things that have come before. And what I see God is saying is that this is a pathway that focuses on releasing you as a disciple of Christ. It builds you up into the calling of who God has made you to be. And along the way, as a part of that calling, you will be reaching out into your community. You will be sowing into this gathered community because that's what disciples of Christ do. And when you are released into your passion, there is just no stopping the exponential growth that will come out of you. So church, it is absolutely now time to see this growth in each of these areas. And along the journey of vision, God has built so much into us that is enabling us actually to outwork this now. Amen? Okay, the second thing that the Acts Church teaches us, when we see the picture of this church, is that God is building our people together. And to see this exponential growth, we need to walk together, church, because we grow together. You know, the world tries and tells us that it's all about your own personal journey. It's your own personal spiritual journey. You just need to go out there, find what works for you, and the gathered community is a little optional extra if that works into your world. That is not the version of Christianity that I see that began in the beginning of Acts Church. If you look through this Acts Church, um, what we see in verse 44 and verse 46, they talk about the believers actually being together. They say that all the believers were together and that every day they continued together. And you know, there's lots of different... Um, I guess, interpretations of, of how this relates back to English, because there are different words that are used. But the overall message that came across is that it was a gathered community with a strong emphasis on their unity, not just in location, but in agreement, in purpose, in heart, and in mind. There is something that happens, church, when we choose to invest in this place, in unity, in heart, in mind, in agreement with one another, that enables not only us to grow individually, but for us to be a witness to the community around us. You know, I was reading in um, some of the commentaries, and it said in the Bible exposition commentary, it said the church had a powerful testimony, not only because of the miracles, but because of the way the members of the fellowship loved each other and served the Lord. The testimony of that Acts 2 church, the reason we read it and something in us gets inspired is because it was this incredible group of gathered people together who weren't just there because it was a good idea, but there was this unity of spirit amongst them and they loved and they served and they helped one another and they were, people knew that there was something different about them. And do you know what's interesting? Some people chose not to join and some people did, but everybody was in awe, it says. Everybody saw something different and healthy family in this world is so attractive because it's missing Healthy, gathered community together. I go to preschool and we've been there with Grace and with Zach and now with Esther. And I cannot tell you how many times I get stopped by preschool teachers who just say, what is it about your family? Your kids, they're so loving and they're nurturing and they, they help one another and they model what happens at home. I just love your family. There's something about them. 
And I love that because I'm able to say, that's God. We're not an extraordinary family in human strength, but that's the influence of God being the unity of our family and we are together. And if that happens in a, you know, a natural family, then imagine what that is when we are together as a, as a gathered people church. There is just such an incredible witness and a message that happens when we are together. And because of that witness, we will grow. People are attracted to that. People look in and see, wow, this is a church that is not infighting and bickering. This is a church that loves one another. I wanna be a part of that gathered community. And it's not only for our corporate growth, but who here knows that when you are in relationship with someone else, you grow. You cannot be in a marriage and not grow. Well, you can, but it's not gonna be a positive, great marriage. We know that when we're with one another, it calls out the greatness in us. We rise up into things because people are standing with us and it also rubs off those rough edges and things that we never saw suddenly our eyes are open to because that's the way God made us, church. He made us to be in community together. He made us to grow together. And this exponential growth that we are believing for and that we are seeing happens because we are together, church. You know, Christianity outworks growth together and we're not only together for influence, but we're absolutely together for growth. You know, and I believe that there is exponential growth coming, church. There is exponential growth of people coming into our house and there is exponential growth for you. Those things that you have struggled with for years, I believe this is a season where they're gonna fall off you, where God is gonna set you free and you are gonna see this maturity of you as a disciple, this outworking of signs and wonders in you, this outworking of freedom, of testimony, of the gifts that you are wanting, of prophecy. Let's raise up in prophecy. Let's raise up in prayer. Let's raise up in being a community that loves like Jesus, I believe that there is an exponential growth in our maturity together, church. I love listening to our leaders speak out what they see. And I love hearing from you what you see. I love hearing people saying, I'm feeling God stirring in me to do this. I believe that God is putting dreams and visions in you as well as to how you are a part of this next season of vision. And we are so glad that you are here with us, gathered together in this church. I believe that what Acts gives us is an amazing and inspiring picture of what God always intended for the church. 3,000 were added. Imagine how sad that story would be if 3,000 prayed and only 30 were added to the church. Church, I believe a day where there are multitudes of people coming in here, but also there are multitudes of disciple makers out there that are saying, come with me, walk with me. This is what it means to do life with Christ together. It's both and. And this is what we see in this next season of vision. You know, I love Ephesians 4 because it talks about us as this body of Christ and it talks that we as a people would not be tossed to and fro by the waves. But instead, in Ephesians 4.15, it says, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Him who is the head that is Christ. 
that is fruit and that is fruit that will last, church. Can we pray? Look, God, we just keep coming back to this picture of the beginning of vision. We come back to the picture that you spoke to us as a church, that we would be a life-giving church empowered by the Spirit to influence this city and beyond for the kingdom of God. Lord, we come back to that place of anticipation and excitement in knowing what it is, God, that you will do through us. And Lord Jesus, we recognise what it is that you have done on the journey. You have taken us through seasons where you have grown us where you have invested into us, where you have refined us as a people gathered together so that God, you are now ready to release a harvest upon us, God, where we will do well with God. We will disciple, we will see people not only come to know you, but they will be raised up in the very things that you've placed in their hearts and they will be released, God, as disciple makers into our city and beyond. And Lord God, I'm conscious that there will be people here today, God, that maybe, maybe you're sitting here today and, and you don't know God, but you are inspired by this idea that there is a God who is raising up a group of people together. And you are inspired by the fact that, that there is a God that loves you. You know, before this part of the Bible that we read today, Peter spoke to the people about this Jesus who was crucified and then He was risen, and that He was the Lord and the Messiah. And He spoke and, and He said that this was a gift to you for the forgiveness of your sins. Now repent and be baptised. And He says, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Receive forgiveness for your sins. And this promise is for you and your children and all who are far off. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.